song service to the message, and uh, brother, that, brother Dave and I never get together, and or at least most of the time, I maybe occasionally we might for like a patriotic service or something. But uh, for, as far as f- figuring out what the music's going to be uh, compared to the message, but it's amazing when the Holy Spirit's involved in both, uh, how that just ties together, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. What he just sang about. Uh, we've been uh, started a new Bible study on our midweek service on attributes of God, and uh, going through the Scripture, looking at uh, different things that the Bible says. God is, and the reason we're learning that is not just so we can be awed by Him, although that's a good thing to do, amen? We ought to stand in awe of our great God, but then so then we can in turn copy His attributes in our lives, amen? Because let me tell you this, folks, the reason God is who He is is so we as Christians can be like Him. By the way, think about that word Christian for a minute, amen? You know what that word means? Think about it, Christian, it means Christ-like. In fact, when they gave that term to the disciples, it was a derogatory term, it meant little Christ is what it meant. They were so much like Christ, they had to compare them to Him. By the way, I wonder if that could be said of us. Amen? I wonder if we're so much like Jesus. I'm afraid the word Christian has been cheapened nowadays. Amen? It seems like everybody wants to throw the word Christian in front of things and, and justify things that, truth be told, have nothing to do with the character of Jesus Christ. But we're going to learn about uh, some more attributes of our God and so that we can learn in turn how we need to uh, uh, make them so in our life. So tonight, if you find your place, Psalms 136. Psalms 136. And the attribute we're going to talk about tonight, if we have time, we'll get to another one. Yeah, y'all can stand. That's okay. It's all good. Psalm 136. Amen. Uh, is that of being merciful. Amen. Merciful. Y'all just know what to do, don't you? So we Baptists, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit, are we not? And I like that. That's good. Psalms 136. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to read a few verses down through here. But you're going to find something very interesting about this chapter. The, every verse in the chapter ends with the same phrase. And here's what we're going to see. You ready? Beginning in verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him who alone doeth great wonders, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that by wisdom made the heavens, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that made great lights, for His mercy endureth forever. Let's pray. Lord, we sure do love You tonight. God, we're so thankful for who You are. We're so thankful, Lord, for all these wonderful, amazing attributes that we're going to study about You. And Lord, we're thankful, Lord, that Lord, the reason You have these attributes is so that You can bestow them upon us. And so then we then, as Your children, can copy those and bestow them upon others. And God, I pray You'd bless us tonight. I ask You to speak to our hearts tonight, Lord, as we uh, uh, take a look into your word. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, I think you probably picked up uh, from what I was saying the attribute of mercy. In fact, God's, uh, the attribute of God's mercy is probably one of God's greatest attributes next to His love. And uh, in fact, His love and mercy go hand in hand. By the way, there's another word that kind of we use along with mercy, and that's the word grace. And uh, man, I love those words. Amen? Because let me tell you something, folks. When God deals with us, that's how He deals with us. Amen? He deals with us in love. He deals with us in mercy. He deals, he deals with us in grace. Hey, aren't you glad for mercy and grace instead of justice and judgment? Amen. 
And by the way, those are part of God's character, and we'll eventually talk about them. But you know what? If you will uh, just heed to God and humble yourself and come to God, and uh, as He draws you to Himself, listen, I would rather God deal with me in mercy and grace than justice and judgment. Amen? But this, this thing of mercy, and uh, mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. Amen? And by the way, you know what? We truly deserve, and I say it often, I want you to be reminded of it often. By the way, don't ever say, well, I, it's just not fair, I'm not getting what I deserve. You better be glad we're not getting what we deserve. Because the only thing we deserve is hell. Amen? That's what we deserve. So mercy is God not giving us what we deserve, while grace is giving us more than we deserve. Amen? And we'll eventually talk about grace, but tonight we're going to focus on mercy. Webster's Dictionary defines mercy as tenderness of heart that causes a person to overlook injuries or to treat an offender better than he deserves. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That grates against human nature. That grates against the flesh. That grates against how you're going to live in the natural, man. I can tell you that. Because you know what we as Christians want to do and, and the human race wants to do? Well, well, he did it to me, so I'll do it to them. An eye for an eye type thing, right? But listen, that uh, uh, God, Jesus, has raised the bar on how it is we ought to be living as Christians. And He wants for us to live uh, a life just like the Heavenly Father does, that of being merciful to others. Let's take our Bibles. Let's go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. We're going to be jumping around tonight, looking at several different passages, and and looking at this uh, attribute here, and then again, seeing how it relates to our relationship with the Lord and with others. Luke chapter 6. And uh, let's begin uh, at looking at verse 27, uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. And uh, this is a, a shortened version of what Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 5 as far as the Beatitudes. And uh, so let's look here just at a few verses. Uh, let's uh, begin reading in verse 27. All right, here's what Jesus said. But I say unto you, Luke chapter 6 verse 27, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. And to them that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that askest of thee. And if him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lead uh, lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But lovely, love ye your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again, and reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Look at verse 36. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. And truth be told, from verse 27 down to verse 35, really are the attributes of what mercy truly is. Amen? And uh, you know what we see here? That the, the greatest motivation for us to live a life of showing mercy is because God's merciful to us. Did you see what he said there in verse 35? How about this verse, amen? For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. To the evil. You ever wondered yourself, well, why doesn't God just, just send a lightning bolt down from heaven and strike them all down, amen? I've thought that before. Well, the Bible tells us why. He's kind, amen? 
He loves people. Listen, folks, God's number one tool is not to drop the kaboom. That's not how our God is. We don't serve a vindictive, you know, let, let me get to uh, uh, teach them stinking humans uh, one thing or another. That's not the type of God we serve. That's not what you find all through the Scripture. By the way, think about this. The worst this earth has ever been, up to that, up to that point, and all the well, truth be told, we're getting real close to being there again, is back in Genesis chapter 6. Okay? I mean, listen, it was so bad that there were only eight righteous people left on the earth. That's pretty bad. Okay, listen folks, there's more than eight righteous people left on the earth. Now I can tell you that. Sometimes we get, uh, we're the only one left, but I'll be honest with you, you begin to travel this country a little bit, you begin to see uh, those that are around, there's still a lot of good salt and light left, amen? And you know what, uh, uh, back in Noah's day, alright, it was so evil, so corrupt, everyone except eight people were corrupt, but yet God still gave them a hundred and twenty years. Think about that. 120 years. Because even though for those, those years they were grieving God in his heart. I mean, you go back and read. I mean, it grieved God that he man, man, made man upon the earth. But yet God still, uh, and by the way, Noah didn't just build the ark for those 120 years. He also preached. Amen. The Bible tells us that, that he was a preacher of righteousness. First Peter tells us that, and how that as he was, as he was building, he was also preaching. Amen. He was warning people what was about to come. You know what that's called? The mercy of God. Amen. The mercy of God. By the way, if God's that way, what's our excuse? Amen. And let me tell you what you're going to find out when you go through uh, the Bible reading about mercy. You find several things uh, relating uh, that we get to experience because of His mercy. Alright, let's go to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. Again, this is uh, Bible study night. So guess what we use when we come to Bible study? Amen? You got it. We're using the Bible. Amen? By the way, just a reminder, this is a Bible preaching church. Amen? That's what you're, that's where you're at tonight. Okay? And I know it may sometimes uh, seem like the twilight zone out, out, out there, uh, but you know what? This is a Bible preaching church here, in, inside of here. Titus chapter, uh, Titus chapter 3. And uh, notice what we see here, uh, what we see, verse uh, 5. Uh, well, let's back it up to verse 4. But it says this, But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, uh, our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, there is a lot of truth in that verse, okay? And I know we're talking about mercy, but I cannot read that verse and not uh, uh, just, you know, use this verse, and not just this verse, but multiple other verses, to blow apart anybody that thinks they can work their way to heaven. Anybody. I mean, come on, folks. How much plainer can you be? What's the Bible say? Not. Okay, does everybody understand what the word not means? Okay, isn't the King James so hard to understand, by the way? Okay, oh, King James, I, I can't hardly read it. I got, I got to get these modern version to understand what the Bible says. Okay, not. Everybody understands what not means. Okay, not by works of righteousness which we have done. Okay, so there you go. There, there's the preface. It's not by anything. By the way, it doesn't just say works. Works of righteousness. It means good works, not by works of righteousness which we have done. Okay? But, so, we know what that is. That's a conjunction. Here's the, here's the opposite of that. According to His, what's that word, church? 
mercy. He saved us. Amen? So it's not by anything good anybody's done why they're saved. Amen? But what is it by? His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. See what that verse is teaching us, folks? That salvation is a work of God, not a work of man. That's what it's teaching. And by the way, not just that verse, but the whole Bible's filled with it. Amen? Alright? And again, that's why you can't build a doctrine off one verse. You've got to compare Scripture with Scripture, understand what the Lord's trying to say, amen, and build your doctrine the right way. And that is through study of the Word of God. So why are we saved? How can we be saved? By God's mercy, that's why. By God not giving us what we deserve. Amen? So salvation is because of God's mercy. Not only that, there's other things we get to experience because of His mercy. Go to Hebrews chapter 4. You're not too far from there. A couple books over to your right. You'll come to Hebrews chapter 4. Man, I love the book of Hebrews. Well, In fact, we're, we're going to probably soon be doing a Bible study through Hebrews. It's a, it's a phenomenal book. Now, now notice what he says here. I, I, and again, I'm, I'm getting to verse 16, but I can't help but read verses 14 and 15 because it all ties together, of course. Notice what he says. Sing then, verse 14, sing then. That we have a great high priest. You say, you're a Baptist. You believe that, uh, you do believe that, that, that there's priest. Well, there's a priest. As in singular. Now, where's he at? Is he in some monastery somewhere? Is he sitting in a confessional booth somewhere? Where's he at? That is passed into the heavens. Amen? So, you know what? There is no priest on earth. Okay? Because that's what the Bible says. That is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. So there you go. The Bible tells us where He's at, and the Bible even names Him. Amen? And it ain't Father so-and-so who dresses like a mother but calls Himself a father. Amen? No, it's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now because of that, what? Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now, because of that, those two verses, we have verse 16. Okay? Because Jesus, by the way, again, where's He at right now? He's at the right hand of the Father. What's He doing up there? Twiddling His thumbs, waiting for the rapture? No! You know what He's doing? He's doing exactly what He says right there. He's our great high priest. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. The Bible in another place calls Him our mediator, amen. And He's the one that's going to God on our behalf. That's what He's doing, man. Thank God for that. Isn't that a powerful, amazing thought? By the way, because of that, because of that, you got verse 16. Because you have a great high priest who's touched with the filling of your infirmities, who's passing the heavens, seated at the right hand of God, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Amen? Listen, church, listen. This thing of prayer, and, I, and, and man, I, I try to touch on prayer every at least several times a year because we need it. Amen? Let me tell you something. We, don't, we underestimate the power of prayer. That's why the devil works so hard on us about not praying. That's why your flesh keeps you from praying because it's so powerful. Because literally, you have direct access, by the way, bold access to the very throne of grace. That we may obtain what? Mercy. And find grace to help in the time of need. Listen, we don't get to go to the throne because we deserve it. Okay? Listen, we're not going to God and praying because we're some great spiritual person. Are you kidding me? The only way we can approach God 
is through our mediator, our great high priest. And by the way, you know what we need when we get there? We need mercy and grace. Amen? And that's what allows God to help us, not because we deserve it, but because He's good and mercy is part of who He is. Amen? So mercy's involved in allowing us to pray. How about this? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Man, I love the Bible. I love how it all ties together. It's amazing, is it not? Second, no wonder the devil keeps us away from it or tries to. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now again, look where we're going. Alright, we're going to not just who God is, but what we're supposed to do. Therefore, alright, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, alright, as we have received mercy... We faint not. Alright, let's keep going. Verse 2. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor, think of, look at this, nor handling the Word of God deceitfully. Isn't that interesting? Amen? But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And then he goes on talking about the power to preach the gospel and, and the power of God. And you know what you find? You know what the theme of chapter 4 is? Ministry. And you know what? Because of mercy then, we are allowed to be involved in ministry. What is ministry? Alright, well that's where sometimes you may hear uh, sometimes uh, uh, people call the, call the preacher the minister. By the way, I like that term, the minister. That's what it ought to be, amen? By the way, let me tell you a term I don't like, alright? Reverend, okay? I'm not a reverend, alright? There's nothing reverent about me, it's him. He's the reverend, amen? Alright, no, you want to call me something, call me pastor, call me preacher. To me, the greatest titles you can call me. But if you're going to call me something else, call me minister, Amen? By the way, it's not just for me to be involved in that. That's for all Christians. We have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we faint not. By the way, do you realize God has equipped you with the tools to finish your race right and finish your race, your race well? Why? Because of mercy. Unmerited favor. Come on, we sang about it tonight. That song, a beautiful song. I, I don't know, maybe I've sung it before. I don't really, really remember it. About that learning to pray. Man, powerful, amen? I mean, did you hear the words of that song? I was faint, I was down, and then you know what? I learned to pray. By the way, you know what prayer is? It's direct access to the throne of grace where which, where which we can receive mercy. Listen, folks, we can't keep going because we serve a merciful God who's rich in grace and mercy. And He wants to pour out to you unmerited favor. By the way, I want God's favor. I need God's favor, amen? So do you. Listen, God will give it to you. If you'll just ask Him, amen, you go to the throne where, where it's available at. And so we see here that uh, God allows us to, 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 have, um, to be able to minister because of mercy. And then let, let's look at another passage. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Pretty interesting comparison here Jesus talks about, about uh, this thing of mercy. And there's so many passages I could take you to. We could go to the, to the, to the parable of the Good Samaritan. I mean, that's all that thing's about, is showing mercy and uh, what mercy does and how it behaves. Matthew chapter 12, and uh, let's look here at uh, verse 7. Verse 7. Notice what he says. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless, 
For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. And of course, Jesus here uh, is once again trying to teach uh, the Pharisees something, all right? Uh, the Pharisees, man, they were always after Jesus trying to... Uh, this was when they were, if you look at the context, back it up to verse 1, when they were uh, on the Sabbath day, they were going through and they, and they plucked corn and ate them. And the Pharisees were there to try to condemn them or something. But Jesus is trying to teach the truth, again, verse 7, But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. And what Jesus is trying to say here is this. Listen to me. The Pharisees, they were all about the outward. They were all about, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Look at the works that I do to impress God. You know what Jesus was saying? He says, listen, your outward works, uh, or, or if you want to say, as He said here, your outward supposed sacrifice is not near as important as showing mercy to somebody. That's what He's saying. It's not just about, you know, what you put on for a show. It's about what's flowing out of your heart. And mercy ought to be very abundant as you uh, bestow it upon other people. And of course, you know what you find out all through the Gospels? Is that Jesus displayed mercy throughout His ministry to the sick, to the demon-possessed, to the poor, to the needy, to the blind, to the man. Hey, listen, Jesus was a well, a flowing spring of mercy everywhere He went. Okay, now... That's what he was. Guess what? We're supposed to be. Right? What did we read a few minutes ago? Luke chapter 6, verse 36. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Guess what? He expects for us then to show that same type of mercy. A couple more passages here. Uh, let's go back to Psalms. Amen? Psalms. Uh, we're not going to try to sing anything. We're just going to read tonight, okay? And uh, hey, one out of three ain't bad. That's all good, man. The Lord just wanted us to emphasize that because that was the message tonight. Uh, Psalms 116. Man, I love the Psalms. I just finished going through the Psalms, listening to the Psalms, and I took my time through them. I just re-listened to a bunch of them, and and just because I love, uh, I love the um, uh, love the Psalms and and what they are and the truths contained within them. Let's let's pick it up here in verse one. We'll read down uh, through verse five. I love the Lord because He heard my voice and my supplications, because He hath inclined His ear to me. Therefore, I call upon Him as long as I live. Think about this for a minute, all right? We're kind of talking a little bit about prayer tonight. You know the reason that the Lord heard is because the psalmist here cried. Right? Listen, you want God to hear, then He needs something to hear. And I understand, okay? God can read your thoughts, yes. God knows what's in your heart, yes. But you know what the word pray even means? It means to ask. You know what? God wants and deserves and should hear from His children. Amen? Sometimes, oh, God doesn't answer my prayer. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you even pray? Right? And by the way, when you pray, do you follow the biblical pattern of praying? There's a way to pray. There's a way not to pray. Okay? You say, well, what is it? Read the Bible and you'll find it out. Amen? Or stick around here for a little bit longer and one of these days I'll teach on it again. And I teach on it a lot because we need to hear it a lot. Amen? Let's look at verse 3. The sorrows of death can pass me. The pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. By the way, if you haven't been there yet in life, you will be. You will be. I mean, come on, let's read that verse again. Some of you could testify. Maybe that right now is what you're experiencing. The sorrows of death can pass me. Think about that. Can pass. That word means to compass. It means to come all around. You ever feel like that you're in a, a deep, dark place? The pains of hell got hold upon me? Think about that, what it's saying. Listen, folks, take the Bible literally. What's it saying there? The pains of hell. 
That's no trip to Disneyland right there. That's no walk in the park. That's no picnic on a sunny day. The pains of hell got hold of me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Come on now, that's where we're all living, right? Sometimes, thank God, not all the time, sometimes. Verse 4, then, then, what did I do? I called upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech Thee, deliver my soul. And then look at verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. And you know why you can call upon the Lord when you're going through those times? Not because you deserve God to help you, but because He's gracious and He's merciful. And you know what? Praise God that through that time, even we don't deserve it, God will lift us up and help us and raise us up and get us through those dark times. Amen? Verse 6, look at this. Man, aren't you thankful for this? The Lord preserveth the simple. Thank God for that. Man, I feel so simple sometimes. By the way, simple, simple means ignorant. About the time you think you got this Christian life figured out, you know what you find out? You ain't got nothing figured out. Sometimes the pastor, you know, you think you're in the you're in the uh, the driver's seat, steaming the train train down the track. But truth be told, truth be told, you know what? Sometimes I feel like I'm just trying to hang on to the caboose as it's flying down the tracks. Amen. Listen, let me tell you something. We ain't got this thing figured out. We're just simple. Praise God in, 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 the, in the midst of being low, in the midst of being simple. You know what you find there? You find the graciousness and the mercy of our God. Amen. Praise God for that. By the way, again, if God is that way to folks like us when we need His help, don't you think we ought to be that way when uh, there's other folks that need our help? I think we ought to be. Amen. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. Two more passages and we'll be done for tonight. Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to get you out of here early. Amen. Would you... Nobody better say amen to that, alright? Okay, that was quiet. It should have been quiet. That's good. Alright, Hebrews chapter 2. Let's look here a few more verses. Let's verses, uh, begin verting of verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Man, you talk about the inside of the mind of God. The devil thought he was winning that thing. I'm sure he did. Man, think about it. Listen, what did Jesus do? When you just read the last part of that verse, He might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. You're like, yeah! Man, Jesus did it. Man, He whooped the devil. How did He do it? Well, we don't like this part. That through death. Ooh. Through death? Yeah. Through death, He might destroy him. Amen? You know, truth be told, when it comes to the Christian life, if you're going to accomplish much, you know what you've got to learn to do? Die. Die daily. What do we got to die to? The biggest thing, our biggest enemies, is stinking wicked. Oh, I just I think of all these crazy terms for it because it's so messed up, amen? Our stinking flesh, amen? You got to die to that stuff. By the way, I say it, I'm going to keep reminding you of it. When you got saved, your flesh did not get saved. Your flesh is not going to heaven. This body, that's why it can't go. That's why it's got to stay behind. Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Now thank God for a reborn spirit. Thank God for a soul. That's what's up and going to be up and out of here one of these days. But man, through death, He destroyed a him that had the power of death. Verse 15, And delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Think about that. Okay? What is truth be told? Mankind's biggest fear if we're truth, it's some type of fear of death. 
And maybe not so much of death, but maybe the way we think we might die, something along those lines, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And listen to me, folks. I'm going to understand something. I'm not, it's not Easter Sunday. I'm not, it's not, it's not the subject tonight. But man, the, 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 the resurrection of Christ, let me tell you what that did. Man, that was a powerful, powerful event. That wasn't just God displaying His power as being God, although primarily that's what it was about. Amen? Let me tell you, when Jesus rose from that grave, a lot of things happened for us as Christians. And let me tell you what He did. He destroyed the power of death. Let me tell you, you don't have to walk around fearing death. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily wanting to go on the next train load. But all that to say, you know what? If it were my time, so be it. You know why? Because I've committed my soul to Him that can keep it. Amen? And He destroyed the power of it. He delivered them. Verse 16, for verily He took not on Him the nature of angels, but He took on Him the seed of Abraham. Come on now, that's good right there. You know what that meant? The Son of God became the Son of Man. He took upon Himself flesh. He became us. Now, where are we going with this? Let's keep reading. Wherefore, in all things, it behoved Him to be made like unto His brethren, that He might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. You know why Jesus had to take upon Himself the form of flesh? Okay, and He couldn't have come down in His glorified body and did what He did? Because you know what? Because He became flesh, He was able to do exactly what the Bible says. He was able then to show true mercy and He was able to make reconciliation for the sins of the people because it was His body that was put to death. Amen? And He came in His form so that we He could be made like us and all points tempted like us, yet without sin. Amen? Man, it's good stuff. Verse 18, For in Him that He Himself has suffered being tempted, He is able to succor them that are tempted. Amen. And you know why all that's so? Verse 17, it's right in the middle of it, that He might be a merciful and faithful high priest. Listen, folks, you're not going to exhaust the mercy of God. Now, let me say this. I wouldn't be trying to tempt God. I wouldn't be trying to, you know, as it says in Romans, shall, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Oh, you Christians, you think you can just live how you want and, and then you'll just pray a quick prayer at the end and everything will be okay? Let me tell you, that is, the, no Christian I know that loved God lives by that philosophy. Okay? Now that being said, you know what? In the process of living and trying, hey, we're still going to mess it up. We're still going to fail. Let me tell you, you will never exhaust the mercy of God. Now, I'm not saying there's not consequences for bad choices because there are. Right? I'm not saying you may not cross certain lines with God, and because He's a good Father, He's going to whip out that paddle and, and take you behind the woodshed maybe, amen? But you know what that means? It just means He loves us. Okay? But listen, even in that, He's merciful. And all that to say, you know what? Thank God for His mercy. Now, I'm in awe of that, what He showed me, but let me also be more in awe of that as how I show it to others. Okay? And allow God to flow through us to be a blessing and a help, particularly in this idea of mercy. And by the way, again, you're not showing mercy if you're just kind to someone who's kind to you. That's not mercy. Mercy is giving somebody what they don't deserve. Right? You know, mercy is you driving down the highway and that person cuts you off and you want to lay on your horn and, you know, say some things under your breath, but you don't do it. You say, praise Jesus. Amen? I'm going to pray that they get saved because no saved person drives like that, I can tell you. Amen? I'm not giving people what they deserve. Amen? I'm going to tell you right now, I promise you it's true. 
There's a reason God had me preach this message tonight. Because without a shadow of a doubt, sometime in the next near future, you're going to have an opportunity to show mercy to somebody. Or, instead of being merciful, you know what? You're going to be uh, getting the flesh and, and, and live opposite of being merciful. Amen? And so, be therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. Let's pray. Lord, we love you tonight. Thank you.